Welcome to the Craft to Career podcast with Elizabeth Chapel, where every week we dive into how you can turn your craft into a successful career. Get ready to have the career you've always dreamed of. Welcome to episode 50 of the Craft to Career podcast. I am Elizabeth Chapel, the host of the podcast. This week, I have a really fun guest. It is Misty Doan from Missouri Star Quilt Company. And Misty, as you'll hear, is someone who I feel like we are lifelong friends, but this podcast is actually our first time getting together and chatting. So it's really fun to connect with her, and I'm really looking forward to you hearing the story of Missouri Star Quilt Company, how she's involved with that, and what life and work looks like for her. Before we get started, I want to let you all know that I have a quilt along that is starting April 4th for After the Rain Quilt. And something new that's happening with this quilt along, the pattern is actually available in my membership, in the Quilters Candy membership. This upcoming Monday, March 28th, the Quilters Candy membership will be open for one week. So you can join from Monday, March 28th, through Monday, April 4th. And then April 4th is when the quilt along begins. Fun bonus for this month. If you join the Quilters Candy membership, you also get the pattern for the quilt along for free. The After the Rain, my rainbow pattern. You get both. You get that pattern plus the pattern that comes in the membership. So be sure to join the wait list and join the membership come Monday, the 28th. And I cannot wait to have you join the membership and the quilt along. And in this podcast today, you're going to hear Misty and I talk about the joys of making friends from all over the world through online platforms. And this membership is an example of that, where I have made quilty friends from around the world. And we connect and make projects together and earn prizes together. And it really is one of the joys of what I do are the connections and the friendships that I make. So be sure to check out the Quilters Candy membership. I would love to have you join us in the Quilt Along and in the membership. And with that, let's jump in and let me introduce you to Misty Doan of Missouri Star Quilt Company. So today we have Misty Doan of Missouri Star Quilt Company here with us. And for our listeners, Misty, who don't know you, can you introduce yourself? Sure. First off, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here and chat with you today. Um, so like Elizabeth said, my name is Misty Doan. I am married to Jenny Doan's uh, second to youngest son, Jake. <laughs> and so um, I am part of the Doan family and have been around for all of our business adventures and building our company and was behind the scenes most of the time. But now I am also designing and teaching. Yeah, that is really cool. So how long have you been married? And, so, well, yeah, I have so many questions, but we're going to start with that. How long okay, have you been that's, married? Okay, that's totally fine. <laughs> yeah, so Jake and I are getting ready to celebrate our 16th wedding anniversary just in a couple days, actually. So almost... So wait, did you get married in 2006? I did. That's when we got married. Oh, more in common. <laughs> I know it. I know it. So for our listeners, I was telling Missy before we started recording, I feel like we know each other and we're yeah. friends, even though this is our first time talking in real life. 
but um our kids are the same ages turns out we got married the same year so exactly all right very cool (laughs) um so okay when you met your husband well how did you meet your husband and did you know was the family already starting this business like how did this all play out (laughs) no not at all so when jake and i met i was super young and so i was probably only 15 we met at a church youth conference over the summer and Mm -hmm. um and just became, you know, fast friends, spent a long time together, dated a little bit, and then, um, you know, broke up and then got back together uh, after I graduated high school. And then we're married very soon after. <laughs> we, didn't, mm-hmm. we didn't have a very long engagement. We, were, we just knew. And I think when you know, you know. And, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, so at the time, Jenny was a quilter for sure. But the Missouri Star Quilt Company wasn't even an idea. It hadn't even begun at all. Really? See, I don't, well, and okay, I feel really embarrassed. I should know this, but when did Missouri Star Quilt Company start and what did that look like? Yeah, so we started in 2008 in the middle of a recession. <laughs> not the best time to typically, really? yeah, not what you would think of as the best time to start a business, but it was driven kind of by necessity. My father-in-law worked for the Kansas City Star. Um, he was a machinist and was getting closer to retirement. And when the market crashed, he lost everything. And so the family just got worried about how they would make ends meet in retirement as that was you know, getting closer. And so mm-hmm. it, it was kind of a, <laughs> a crazy story. But one day, my, my brother-in-law, Al, was talking to Jenny and said, you know, hey, what are you up to, mom? And she's like, oh, I've got to go pick up this quilt from the quilter. And he he asked her, what, you know, which one is it? Do you know which one you're picking up? And she's like, actually, I don't. It's been there so long. And he mm. was like, is that a thing? Like, <laughs> like you send quilts off the quilter and it just takes this long? And she's like, well, at least around here it is. You know, we're we're from a really small town. It's a small community and there's not a ton of resources available to us. And so um, he's like, well, if I get you a, a quilting machine, could you do this? And, and I love Jenny's mm-hmm. attitude because she has this in, in so much of what she does. But she's like, yeah, I'm sure I could figure that out. You know, she's just never afraid to try. And um, mm-hmm. so she, she learned a new skill, learned how to do long arm quilting. And that's what started the business was that first quilt machine. And initially that was supposed to fit in her house in a spare room. Well, she didn't have a room big enough and then we luckily had very affordable real estate here in <laughs> Missouri. Um, so ended up having to buy a building to put the machine in. And then once you have a quilt machine and you have a building, all of a sudden you have a real business. Wow. And then, so <laughs> my mind is blown away. By this. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? So I know. 2008, I didn't know it was that new. And then who who has the business savvy in the family? Is it a mixture? Like, how did the videos start and the storefront and all of it? So it's interesting because I like to say, you know, people ask us all the time, did you, did you ever envision it would become this? And I just have to laugh because we've just always solved one problem at a time <laughs> as it's come. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, like I said, Hamilton is small. We have a population of 1,800 people. So you can imagine when we opened that little shop with our very few bolts of fabric that we couldn't afford because we were trying to make money for mom and dad Mm -hmm. not to go into debt, you know, (laughs) we just, we didn't get a lot of foot traffic. Um, 
And so Al had the idea, YouTube is really only one year older than us. And so it was still very new. And at the time, it was a lot of, you know, those silly fail videos and and just kind of mm-hmm. nonsense on YouTube. Um, and so Al came to Jenny and was like, mom, if we film these tutorials, like, will, will you do this? And she's like, sure, but what's a tutorial? You know, it was so foreign <laughs> and new <laughs> to to the the internet, let alone quilting, you know, no one was doing it at the time. And so with just a little point and shoot camera, we started filming these tutorials. And very soon after, my husband has always been um, very artistic. And so when Al was using, you know, he's Al six foot seven. And so literally our first overhead is just Al leaning over the table. <laughs> That's all it is. And so Jake quickly was like, okay, I can do this better. And so he he stepped in. And I think that's one of the things I love most about our, our family's story is that we are all naturally business savvy. Before we started Missouri Star, Jake and I actually ran two small businesses ourselves. And, um, and it just kind of morphed into this wonderful thing that we got to build together. And we all got to bring our different strengths to help grow different pieces. And it's it's something I'm really proud of. I mean, that is just really cool. So you had no idea when you got married that this was going to happen and this whole journey would be a part of your story. Not at all. <laughs> wow. I mean, crazy. And I mean, I'm assuming the family's pretty close. It sounds like you're all a very tight knit group. Yes, very much so. Very fun. Is it odd that I like want to be in your family? It sounds no. so fun. <laughs> we hear that a lot and we always say, come on, we'll take everybody. Everybody's welcome. <laughs> So it's it's a big family. There's always room for one more. All right, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> and I did. I mean, this is one of those like you tell people this story. I saw Jenny once at Quilt Market and chatted with her. It's my claim to fame. But she was so sweet. I was a nobody. You know, she didn't know me from Adam. And like, she took the time to chat with me. And I asked her questions about why do you decide to give so much away for free on YouTube? It was totally business, like, you know, questions. Yeah. And she was very open and honest and giving. And that was a moment in my career where I was like, you know, I can, there's different uh, approaches in this industry. And I want to be like a Jenny Doan, where she was very giving with her information, friendly, not scarcity. I just really appreciated that. So she has no idea that that was like, a big thing for me but oh I love that and I will tell her she will love to hear that yeah she just seems awesome she's she's really great and I love that you mentioned that about the scarcity mindset because I think for early on in the business it was really scary to other people in the industry what we were doing and I think there mm-hmm. was this this fear that like wait 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 if if you give stuff away for free then how are we going to grow how are we going to how are we going to do this um but there's room for everybody. And I believe that wholeheartedly. And like you said, there's so many different ways and approaches. And when you're generous and honest and, um, and giving people, people reciprocate and they want to support you. And that's what we've seen in our business. A hundred percent. It gave me chills. I just, the, being honest and true and giving, it never hurts. I mean, it will never. only bring abundance. And there is room for everyone. And I know that that's hard for people to believe because there's only so many computers or we have so many finite items in the world, but success isn't one of them, you know? Exactly. 
Yeah. So, okay. I'm really curious what a typical day looks like for you. What kind of work are you involved? And it seems like it's shifting a bit and you kind of touched on that where you're kind of more in the forefront, you're making some videos and you have new videos that you're putting out consistently. So can you share with us a little bit about that? Sure. Yeah. Like I mentioned, um, Jake ran the video studio for years and years and years, and I helped kind of on the administerial side of that team for many years. And so I was involved with filming or editing most of the tutorials we put out in some capacity, whether it was reviewing them or just, you know, proofing some of the information when I could. Um, and so I, I always felt really close to it. And how I ended up doing my first video is there was actually a pretty significant error in a pattern that we missed. And Jenny was out of town mm. and she said, I need you, we need to address this now. Can you film this and put out this correction? And I can remember I was so terrified. I was on her set <laughs> just shaking um, because I have sewn. I've been around sewing and quilting my entire life. My grandma was a quilter. And so I'm comfortable at a machine and confident at a machine but I was not confident teaching. And so that was a big shift for me and people were really kind. And I was really grateful for um, that support <laughs> when I first dove in. Mm -hmm. And then it just kind of morphed <laughs> from one thing to another. We were putting out um, little videos called quilt snips, which I still am really proud of. I did all of those. And then mm. I started hosting a live uh, Missouri star live every week. And initially that was just going to share, you know, what we had going on in town and a few little projects. But I just found that I, as I started creating and designing, I had so many more ideas to share. And as my kids got older and busier, I needed a little bit more flexibility. So I decided to move away from the lives every week because it is a big commitment to have to be in one place <laughs> every week, you mm -hmm. know. Um, and so mm -hmm. then I've started just this year releasing um, my own show. It's called At Home with Misty. It's on the Missouri Star YouTube channel and it comes out every Monday. And it's, you know, oh. there's, there's some quilts and there's some small projects that I like to make for, you know, gifts or just around the house. And so it, it's definitely more me and I love it so much. Yeah, that is really cool. And I love that story of the necessity again. Things are born out of necessity. Jenny needed help with making yeah. a correction. And that you just did it so many times. It's just terrifying to, oh. to do something new, but you did it. So and now scary. Look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really was. And, and I, can rem I can remember that day just vividly. I was literally shaking and my husband is like, what is wrong? And I was like, I just am so scared. <laughs> you know, Jenny has worked so hard to build the audience that she has. And so she's been so incredibly gracious to, to, you know, put her arm around me and, and share that and and share her confidence in me. I just appreciate it so much. Yeah. And then you touched on your quilting experience. Did you grow up making quilts or did you just see your family members making them? So at from the time I was a young girl, I spent a ton of time at my grandma's house. We were incredibly close and she was an incredibly accomplished quilter, both in piecing and applique. And she also, you know, made clothing. She just was kind of a woman of all trades, so talented. And she taught me to sew. I had to have been eight or nine the first time we started sewing together. And, you know, we would make doll clothes or she would help me 
alter my clothing because I'm really tall. And so sometimes I would need to tweak things to make it work. It wasn't long after that, that she taught me how to sew either, you know, curtains or pillows. And as she got older, she grew in her love of quilting. And at the same time, she also was diagnosed with cancer. And as a result of that, she kind of lost the use of one of her hands, which made quilting really difficult. And so I had this beautiful Mm -hmm. opportunity to sit with her and help her piece. And so the first quilts that I made were literally helping her because her hands didn't work the way that they used to. And so I, I got to help her, you know, manage that fabric under the machine. And it was just such a special time. And because it was so, you know, sacred to me, I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't want to go back to it for a long time. You know, it was tied to my grandma. It was so special. Um, and so it took me a while to come back around to it. But then I realized, you know, maybe I have those incredible memories because this is the journey that my life has gone on. And it was all just part of, of my story. And so quilting is such a huge part of my life. And to now be back in this industry just feels really sweet. That is a beautiful story. I just, I mean, I'm over here like tearing up. I love oh, that. What, what an awesome experience to have with your grandma. And I don't know, I get nervous myself. One day, you know, our bodies will not be able to do all the things. And what if, when, I don't know. So to hear that, what if I were to have a, a granddaughter or a child to sit there and help me with that? Oh, yeah. it's very touching, very beautiful. It was it was so special. And now, you know, I'm grateful that that she took the time to to make those memories mm-hmm. with me because I'm sure she had a friend or someone that would have been easier to work with, you know, as a as a young teenager. <laughs> I'm sure I could be difficult mm-hmm. at times. But it's it's some of the most special moments I've ever had in my life. And and she made the time. And so I I think of that often, you know, do we share our our skills and our talents with with our children and with people who are interested that are younger than us that maybe aren't at the same level, just being willing to have the patience to share the craft is, is so important. Hmm, That is actually a really great thing to think about. You know, when my kids come in, can I sew just to, yeah, let me teach you rather than no, 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 you know? Yeah, exactly. Hmm, I love that. Well, and changing gears a little bit, you have a very unique perspective to the quilting world, which I'm very intrigued by so many things. So one of which is, how do you see the quilting world evolving? How has it evolved over the past five to 10 years? Well, I think the biggest shift has obviously been the jump to online. When we started the company, it really had not made the leap online at all. Um, And to be able to see these great online communities that are connecting people from all over the world, all different walks of life and opening up, you know, different perspective and different talents within the industry is just so exciting. And I think that will continue. I hope that will continue. You know, I think that's part of why you and I feel like friends. We've been able to connect online, Mm -hmm. even though we haven't got to meet in person. And so I just think there's so much opportunity there and to be able to look around and instead of just having your local guild to look up to, you can see all of these amazingly talented quilters and designers online and say, yeah, I want to make that. I want to be like that. There's something I can learn from them. Absolutely. And, you know, sometimes I think we can focus on 
well, social media makes me feel this way or negative, but my goodness, there's so many good things that have come from making the world smaller where we can connect with people. I mean, people will ask, so who are your friends? I'm like, well, my Instagram friends. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> my online quilting friends. It's true. But it is a really cool thing. And as far as I, I don't know, I don't know who has the numbers or the, the information on this. Do you feel like there are more quilters in the world and probably COVID has played? I will have to see over time if that flatlines a bit. It feels like there are more that happened when everyone was in their homes. Did you see that? I don't know. What, what does that oh, feel like or look like on your end? For sure. We, you know, we were so worried when COVID happened, how that would affect our business for many reasons. You know, like I've said multiple times now, we're in a really small town. And so our, our work pool is really small and we are mm -hmm. grateful to have them come to work every day, you know, to have this amazing community that's local to us supporting this, this company that means so much to so many. And when things shut down, we were really worried. How are we going to keep them employed? You know, the last thing you want to do is have to lay people off. And so when our shops closed, we moved um, everyone to the warehouse. And luckily, because people were stuck at home, uh, we didn't have to lay a single person off. It was really a miracle. We were able to keep everyone awesome. busy. And so we for sure saw a surge in people wanting to learn a new skill, whether it's, you know, making bags or quilts or clothing. I think people are realizing that taking the time to make something with your hands that is, you know, going to outlive you is a pretty cool way to spend your time. <laughs> and so I do yeah. believe that quilting is growing. Um, and maybe it's because I'm so, so deep in it. But the thing that I find most exciting is for a little while, I felt like the odd woman out, you know, I, I'm younger. Mm -hmm. It seemed like <laughs> that I knew, you know, my grandma quilted. And I knew when you think of quilting, you think of grandmas, which is great. But what we're realizing now is that there are quilters from all walks of life, all different backgrounds, you know, and, and how exciting is that to, to have so much diversity in this industry and, and there's just so much room to grow. And I, I think that's amazing. Agreed. I, it was so cool to see, what was it? The Met Gala in New York City where someone wore a quilt yes. shawl. I don't know what that was. Yes. Was it Zach, Zach Foster? Zach Foster. Yeah. Yeah. So that was cool. And there's, you know, I, and I guess this is controversial, quilt coats, quilt clothing. But I personally get excited when I see quilts in mainstream society. I'm like, let's bring it. Let's get more people eyes, you know, more people's eyes on quilting and knowing about it, making it cool. Cause a lot of people are like, oh, it's for older white females, you know, but exactly. we've got to, let's bring in more diversity and make exactly. it more common. Yeah. I love that too. And I, I think it's funny that the, the quilt clothing was such a controversy because I, I can understand it on one hand, when you have these beautiful antique quilts, you, you want to take care of them. Right. But if they're shredded right, yeah. and going to end up in a landfill and you can cut it up and save it and turn it into something besides just garbage, then mm -hmm. that's great too. And there's room for both, you know? <laughs> so I think, right. yep. you know, realizing that people are doing the best yeah. they can and nobody's trying to uh, damage the world of quilting. Right. Well, and I figure if I make a quilt for myself, 
I can do with that what I'd like, you know? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. It's yours. Right. So we opened a can of worms there, but. Yeah, we did. Oh, well. (laughs) (laughs) We'll embrace it. Um, So for you, talking more business side of things, what have you seen? Which platform has been the most successful for you to, to grow the business? Is it YouTube? Is it blogs, Pinterest? Well, it's interesting that you ask that because I think they all have their own unique uh, skill, I guess, in growing the business. So as far as education goes and sharing education, YouTube is second to none. You just um, cannot beat it, especially because you can then integrate it into so many of the other platforms that you might be working on. And so I am still such a huge proponent of YouTube. And there are still so many businesses who think that YouTube is oversaturated and are not using it for their business. And it's a major miss for many small businesses. You don't have to have a full studio in order to create great content. You need clear sound and hopefully decent lighting. Mm -hmm. And if you have that, you're good to go. And like I said, we started with just a point and shoot camera. Now you can do that with your cell phone. And so don't be afraid to try and put yourself out there. Um, we still have a ton of success with with you know emails, but my personal favorite has become Instagram just because of the community aspect. I think it's it's mm-hmm. easy to interact with with your customers, with your community, and build that up there. And so I am a big fan of Instagram. Yeah, I do. I mean, I am going on a trip. At- later next month with an Instagram friend. I mean, like I've really made connections through Instagram that, that are lifelong friendships. So that, that is interesting because I haven't experienced that with email or my other platforms. Hmm, exactly. I that. Yeah. I like that. And now I'm convinced that, I mean, I have a YouTube channel with a few videos. I need to just try putting a few more out there. Do it. Mm-hmm. I, you, it okay. It'll All right. off. And consistency is key with YouTube. That is one thing that we've found. Um, even if you can only do one video a month, make sure you post one video a month. You know, just just do it consistently. Give yourself a goal that you can work towards. Hmm. All right. I'm doing it. I'm doing it, Misty. Thank you <laughs> I, for that. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Watch out, everyone. I'm taking YouTube by storm. No. You've got it. Uh, that's funny. So what is your, well, you kind of touched on Instagram, but as far as like making things and what is your favorite thing to do work-wise? So uh, there's two. It's hard for me to decide, but I love the design process. I work a lot in EQ8. And so I design on a computer before I really stitch anything. And I love that because where I start is so often different from where I end. It's just this beautiful process that I really enjoy. And I, I think of it as almost like grown-up Legos as I'm moving these different shapes on (laughs) on the computer to play with the different designs. I love it. Um, But the other part that I just think is the greatest about what I do is just getting connect to connect with people who come to town or, you know, we host retreats and go to different events. I just love people. And so getting to to talk to other quilters and hear their stories and and hear about their journeys and, and the shops that they're opening or whatever they're working on is 
it's just the best. That's the part I look forward to the most. That is awesome. And okay, going back to designing quilt patterns. Okay, a couple questions. One, do you, once you've designed an EQ8, where do you go and write the pattern? So I am incredibly lucky because we have a team of pattern writers here at Missouri Star. So I I don't have to do the hard, hard quilt. You are joking me. (laughs) I I know. I am so, so lucky. And so we have this amazing team that just, that's their strength, you know? And I just, I, it is not mine. I don't think I would ever get a pattern out if I had to do all of that. All of you that do it, can we just give you a round of applause? You are amazing. (laughs) Absolutely amazing. (laughs) Um, And so So how did you find... How did you find those people? Like where, where did you find them? It took a long time. It, it took a long time. And we've just luckily been able to, you know, build up a team. And, you know, now with people being able to work from home, that opens up so much possibilities. So we have, you know, okay. pat- pattern writers that we'll hop on a call with. And usually the, the construction bit is figured out. Like I've figured out this is how I'm going to do this. This is, you know, the sizes. And and so I try to provide them with as much detail as possible so that they're not just working from this, mm-hmm. this picture. Um, but they right. are, they're just so talented and they, you know, they ask the right questions and, and we just try and get it right <laughs> in the long run. And then we have people that are, um, they do the, the tech editing that, you know, just triple checking the math to try and make sure we've mm-hmm. have the right yardage requirements. And so I am incredibly lucky to have a team that supports uh, my creative designs, you know? Yeah. So, and then my next, my brain is moving. I've got all of these students. When do you ever put out that you're looking for to hire more people to do that kind of thing? Absolutely. So on our website, uh, if you go to MissouriQuiltCo.com, there is a careers tab and we will post in there often if we are ever hiring. And that, that goes up just like any other position in the company, whether it's someone working in the shops or we have a sewing team to help support, you know, uh, samples and things within our shop and for Block Magazine. And so there are all kinds of really fun positions that come around. Okay. That's really good to know. That's awesome. I'll be sharing that for sure. Yeah. And then... Design-wise, I can just relate. I mean, there's times where I'd love to just go hibernate in a hole and just create where I'm just in the zone and it is fun. Oh, and I saw recently you posted about a quilt that you went to design and it ended up totally different, but you love how it looks now. Tell me more what happened with that. Yeah. So I- Do you know what I'm talking about? Okay. (laughs) I know exactly what you're talking about. So that is a quilt pattern that I designed recently called Hens and Chicks. And- um. I had this this vision in my head and it's not too far off of where it ended up, but it was really just basically a big churn dash block and four little churn dash blocks and the four were supposed to come together exactly right with no sashing and set in between the big one. And when I had done the math initially in my head, I thought I had it all figured out. And so I was just sewing, 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 making all these little blocks. And then when I went to set them together, I was like, oh man, I made a mistake. (laughs) These do not fit. But I had all these great blocks and I had to just kind of go, all right, how do I make this work? And it was kind of a frustrating process, honestly. Like the whole time I felt like I was just pulling my hair out because I couldn't get past the initial plan in my mind. 
And um, Mm -hmm. finally, I just decided, you know what, whatever size sashing I need to use to make this work, I'm just going to use it because I need to finish this quilt. And once I did that, then when I started setting it together, it made this like amazing, almost circular movement to the design that I just never anticipated. And it was so much better than the first idea. And I was (laughs) grateful that I just powered through and figured out a solution because sometimes that's what it takes, you know, um, it's mm-hmm. easy to get stuck in that, that, I, that first idea, but letting the creative process go and, and work for you is pretty magical sometimes. That actually is really true. I mean, just seeing in my own life, both in business and in life in general, where we move forward with what's well, got to be this way and not opening yourself up to other ideas But once you do, you realize there's actually a better thing that I hadn't even realized. So that's, that's a beautiful little example. So Instagram, I think is where you post that people can go take a look. Exactly. Um, What was the name of the quilt? It was a chicken. Pins pins and chicks. Yeah. Pins and chicks. Yeah. It's a really great quilt. So we talked about what you love to do for work and this is maybe not as fun of a topic, but what, what is something with work that's not your favorite thing to do that feels like work? The, the parts that feel like work, um, I would say is just the meetings. I get caught in a lot of meetings just because, you know, we're planning events we're you know, we have speaking engagements occasionally and just trying to juggle all of the logistics. That part drives me crazy. <laughs> I just want to be able mm-hmm. to design and sew and create and, and work with people and talk to people. But having to actually sit down and, you know, look at my calendar and make sure it's going to work. I'm like, oh, that it just it wears on me. But that's the real life stuff. You know, I think everybody, especially mm-hmm. through the pandemic, can relate to spending way too much time on Zoom meetings. And I think I'm just burned <laughs> out there. But, um, but I'm, I'm super grateful still that we get to stay connected with people from all over in that way too, and and have, you know, access to incredibly talented people who don't live in our tiny town as a result of Mm -hmm. online. So I try and keep a a positive perspective, even though that's usually what I dread in the day. Yeah, those things. Well, it sounds like you're a true creative, you know, you love the creative part and that, you know, the meetings aren't part of that, but necessary. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm curious if you could fast forward just 10 years from now, what do you envision work looking like for you? Oh, that's such a tricky question. Because like you said, I think I am a true creative and even like deciding what that looks like day to day is tricky. You know, Jake and I have a real estate, real estate investment business. And so a lot of my creativity is also put into how do we restore this old house? How do I pick the right paint colors? And so I am drawn to so many different creative things. And so mm-hmm. I, I have a hard time saying, yeah, I'm going to be teaching quilting forever. Will it always be a part of my life in some way? I think so. Um, just because it, it has been a part of my life this whole time in such a, a meaningful way. But I have no idea what the future holds. But I'm excited to find out. I'm excited to see too. I just, well, okay, now I feel a little bit woo woo. But have you taken the Enneagram test? Oh, yeah. Which one you are? I'm a three. Okay. Same. And like, <laughs> are you? Yes. But anyhow, I, I agree with going back to just loving beauty and 
that creativity. So I'm excited to see what the future holds for you as well. I'm going to be watching to see because oh. whatever you do is going to be fun. It sounds like. And I've seen too, I think you just recently moved to a new house and you posted a few projects, things that you did. Is that right? Or the one, the house that you sold? Yeah. So, so we've been, we've been constantly working. So we've been in our house that we built for, oh, almost six years now, I think. And we're, we're Mm. constantly doing new projects here, but we have also restored, um, two houses, built new, a few houses and are in the middle of restoring a giant old house here in Hamilton that we want to turn into kind of like a a little retreat house where friends can come and stay. It's just a block off of our main street in town where our, our shops are. So you can come for little quilt retreats. And so I think it's going to be really fun. I was hoping you were going to say retreats. Oh yeah. Yes. Let's get that one done. (laughs) I would love to have that option. Yep. So do you think your kids will carry on the business? I'm not sure. I I am one of those parents. I don't ever try to put pressure in that way on my kids. I want them to do what they feel passionate about. And so if they, if they want to, I hope that they will, you know, I think we've built such a beautiful legacy in our family through this business. And if they feel Mm -hmm. called to be a part of that, I hope that they, you know, will dive right in. There's still so many, you know, I have nieces and nephews who have worked for the company. Some still do. And so to see them working with us in some capacity is super exciting. And as my kids are getting closer to the age where they can have a job, I hope they'll at least spend some time uh, working with us because it's pretty special to be able to have that together. It is. And it's really, I think, neat for them to feel a part of this family where they have a place and there is a cool legacy and just to to belong, you know, I think that's really neat. Yeah. So let's see here. If people are wanting to come and visit Mr. Missouri Star Quilt Company, is the store open now? Do you guys have big events that you mentioned that you have you know, planning events via Zoom. Can you tell us what what would bring a person to Missouri Star Quilt Company? Sure. I mean, obviously the store, but what events? <laughs> Absolutely. So <laughs> I think one thing, our stores are open, so we can start there. And I think one thing that people maybe don't realize is it's not just one store. We actually have 13 quilt shops here in town. Whoa, what? Yes. And they are kind of fabric specific. So there's a entire shop of all the solids and, you know, reorderable fabrics that, that you have. There's an entire shop of novelty, holiday, uh, civil war and reproduction, florals, kids and baby. They each have an entire store dedicated to them. And so it's not just one little shop that you're going to come see. It is, you know, two blocks <laughs> of amazing, amazing quilt shops. It's a lot of fun. We also have a retreat center right there on Main Street where people can come and stay. And so there is a retreat, like, I think every week of the year, (laughs) they are so, wow, so much fun. And if you don't have a friend to come with, I always encourage people to just come, you will make a new friend, and then you'll probably come back for a retreat together the next time. (laughs) And so we have heard so many stories of people making great friendships at retreats. And so that's a great option. And then we also have um, two big events that we put on every year. The first is Missouri Star Academy. And that is where people from all around the industry come and they, it's like a, just almost like 
a little schoolhouse for a few days where everybody comes and they teach classes and you sign up and you're given different tracks and you just rotate through and it's just so much incredible learning. Um, and so that happens usually in the late spring, early summer. And then later in September, we celebrate our birthday with our with birthday bash is what we call it. <laughs> and um, mm -hmm. it is just a blast. And we we sing and we dance and we give away fabric and we, you know, have people again come from the industry and share their talents as well. It's, it's just a lot of fun. Wow, this is sounds magical. I have to come. Are you doing that this spring? The the one where people rotate to different classes? I think so. It's on my calendar, but I haven't heard any specific details. It's actually on my list to, to kind of figure out what's going on there. So I don't have great okay. info on that yet. Well, we'll have to keep our eyes peeled. That sounds yeah. amazing. And I need to be there for that. You need to come <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah. And is it open to everyone? Is there a wait list? Is it like first come first serve? So typically um, with MSA, you, you do need to um, get a ticket. And so because the classrooms have typically a size that they can hold in order to make sure that we can get everybody into classes and make sure they have a good experience, there usually is a limit to the number of tickets. Um, but those are on our website. If you go under events, you can find any of those details. But when we have a big event like that, there's always free demos and things going on in the shop as well. So whether you purchase a ticket for the event or not, there's going to be something else for you to enjoy when you come during that. And, and birthday bash is the same way. There's, you know, pop-ups in all of the different shops where people are sharing their new products or their new patterns, um, little make and takes. Um, and all of that is just free for whoever wants to come. Okay. That's awesome. And are there hotels around the area? I mean, how, where do people stay when they come? Within Hamilton, there's a lot of Airbnbs, which is a great option. There's tons of wonderful hosts um, here in Hamilton. And then if you go about 15 or 20 miles um, in either direction <laughs> from us, there are some hotels. And so there's no hotels in Hamilton proper, but not too far away at all. Okay. Well, have fun. Yeah. I've got to come. So um, if you were to give advice to someone who is starting a quilting career, what advice would you give them? My advice would be what you have to share is needed and important and to just stick with it. I think it's so important to have different perspectives and different ideas. And it's really easy to feel like what you're sharing maybe isn't good enough or isn't enough. And I just, it is, it matters. Share it with us. We want to hear it. It's going to connect with somebody. Um, so don't be afraid. Put yourself out there. Power through. I love it. Awesome. Thank you, Misty, so much for being here, for sharing your story and your family's story, and mm. especially about your grandma. That was actually really touching and beautiful for me. Thank you. If people want to find you, where where can they find you? Yeah, they can find me on Instagram at Misty Doan. I, I post most of my personal things there and little projects I'm working on. And then you can also find my show on the Missouri Star Quilt Company YouTube channel every Monday at Home with Misty. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Misty, thank you so much for being on the podcast. This was way fun for me. I felt like I was sitting down and chatting with a friend. I loved it. And your story is just beautiful and touching, inspiring. 
all of the things. And I'm sure I'm not alone in wanting to hop on a plane and fly out and visit Missouri Star and all 13 of the quilt shops, which I did not know that there were 13, but that's amazing. What an awesome story of entrepreneurship and starting with nothing and growing into this crazy, awesome business that serves so many people. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to take a screenshot and share it or send the link to a friend. Those, those of us out there who are entrepreneurs and need that motivation and need to hear those success stories, that there is room enough for all of us, it's just so inspiring to hear these kinds of stories. So be sure to share it with a friend and let them know that, hey, come and hear this story. Hear how this can work. Hear from people who have the abundance mentality, which Misty so clearly does. And if you enjoyed this podcast, you will also want to subscribe to the show. Each week, there are different guests who come on and talk about how they've turned their craft into a career. And I try to bring the best guests who are just motivational and have really cool stories. So you do not want to miss an episode. Be sure to subscribe to the show and go ahead and leave a review. It helps more people to find the podcast and it helps me know what's resonating with you listeners. So thank you so much for being here this week, and I will see you next week with a brand new episode of the Craft to Career podcast. Have a great week.